The Wolves. <laughs> the Wolves. Welcome please to the JVG podcast where these G's are gonna spread their seeds of knowledge about the league. It's flourishing with ease. These funny catches seem to be well read, esteemed and honest. Like the man himself, Jeff Van Gundy. They are high IQ, so cerebral and funny. So if you're on the bus, just border on the dunny. Listen to the JVG NBA Tribute Show. Welcome, welcome one and all to another episode of the Jeff Van Gundy NBA Tribute Show or as Lucas likes to call it, the JVG Tribute Show. Uh, I'm Marco, I'm here with Lucas. Thanks, Marco. I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Um, we're just uh, enjoying enjoying some, I think they're American import VCs, and that's vanilla Coke oh, for yeah. all your first time listeners. Yeah, very good. Very syrupy. Yeah. After Australia's rebrand, I'm very happy that these are imports. Yeah. If anyone's seen them, they, I want to make them, oh, actually, this is too hard. This is going to be so bad to explain, but they've rebranded the vanilla Cokes to like that. No, that no caffeine Coke color yeah, that yeah. they used to have. I, I can't identify them. Dude. The vanilla Coke red can with just the vanilla lining at the top. Great design. So good. So simple. And like so little change to the regular can as I just spilled my beer everywhere. Um, <laughs> but so identifiable. Like, yeah. you know, when you go to Nando's and you're like, I can see the vanilla Coke <laughs> in the fridge. <laughs> I know I'm yeah. in the right place. And the speed can as well. 200 yeah. mils of vanilla Coke. Shot that back and you're good to go. Um, you're damn and then, right. Yeah, now they got this like creek green slash off creek gold. Creek green, perfect. Yeah, it's like off gold or creek green as they've been calling it. <laughs> um, is the new color and it's like it looks less delicious. It tastes fantastic. But it they looks haven't way- changed the recipe. <laughs> it looks much less... You wouldn't want to buy it. Yeah. If you're in two minds, you wouldn't buy it. Um, damn, I've got so many things I like, like I'd like to talk about, about vanilla Coke. Um, <laughs> well, we need to buy time in this episode. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's not it's not a huge product, right? Like, there isn't a huge audience for Vanilla Coke. But, man, it's really stuck there. Yeah, like, definitely. You, you can get it in so many places. I love that you can get it in McDonald's now. Like, mm. the McDonald's fucking... Uh, what do you call that? Premix or whatever? Mm. So good. Yeah. So delicious. But the thing with Vanilla Coke is, like... You might, you might have remembered it from when you were a kid. And you're like, damn, that's some good shit. And then you come back to it as an adult at some point and you won't leave again because i reckon <laughs> since the first time i had one yeah what 3 years ago maybe maybe 2 years ago i hadn't had a soft drink in like 5 years mm. and i punnel my punch these things like fucking stamming gundy has dc's <laughs> 100% i don't have regular coke definitely don't have dc's uh, <laughs> mad respect to him but not my not my can of coke <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah vanilla cokes i'd probably i'd i'd easily have two a week and i think that's like like you know I don't know people who drink much more soft drink than that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That comes out to a hundred a year. Yeah. Wow. I reckon I would have had God. Uh, yeah. It's just, I reckon yeah. you'd crack a little bit more. I reckon you'd crack a little bit more than two a week. Mm, no, I reckon it would average out to two a week, okay. but I've, I, I would have like a month, a dry month for uh, right, like a dry month. Right, right, and then right. I just like 10 in a week. Gotcha. Gotcha. Bang. Gotcha. Um, well, uh, speaking of buying time, <laughs> you had a pretty interesting uh, drive over here, didn't you, Lucas? Unbelievable. So, <laughs> it's like one of those like canned openings to a late night interview. Like, <laughs> oh, you were just telling me about the, the driver in the limousine over here. <laughs> Have you ever seen um, Graham Bensinger's interviews? No. Oh, my God. So, this guy sits down with a lot of famous people. He does a lot with basketball players. It's called like In, in Depth with Graham Bensinger or mm. Bensing. Bensing. I don't know if there's a second. Ben, ben. Simmons, yeah. <laughs> Um, and there was this one interview, it could have been Shaq, I actually don't know who it was exactly, but he had three questions in a row where he was like, 
say this, this, this. Uh, he would like, be like, introduce a story and be like, talk a little bit about this time in your life. It's like, bro, ask a question. Like, yeah, make, it, yeah. make it some sort of engaging. <laughs> I feel like it's like, it's like one unit of journalism being like, how to actually ask like a question <laughs> like that. Like, yeah. don't just don't just be like, tell me a little bit about that. Phrase yeah. it as a fucking question. Yeah. It's not that hard. Immerse us. Yeah. Graham. Well, anyway, uh, immerse us. <laughs> so there I was. I've had a great day at the pool. I've had a great day at the pool, actually. Um, and then we go to Tramway Hotel afterwards for a pot. Uh, to, our, to our surprise, there is a group of four all drinking Aperol spritzes and we think... Well, we have to get an Aperol spritz because it looks so delicious. You know, summer's coming. There's exposed brick and sticks in front of them and people taking photos as the sun hits the <laughs> shadow of the sticks against the exposed brick. It calls for an Aperol spritz. So I had that. It was delicious. Um, and then I was like, all right, well, I got to, you know, I want to I wanna have a little bit of time before we record this podcast, which is now now. Um, but this would have been a touch before 6, 6 p.m. And I was like, cool, getting going home. I made it from Tramway to the Parkview Hotel, which I found with no traffic is a two-minute drive. That took me 20 minutes. 20? Yeah. So wow. So, 18 minutes not moving. God. And I would have been at that intersection for 10 minutes. Fuck. I hadn't moved for 10 <laughs> minutes, and I was like, okay, cool. So, at this point, it's 6.20, and I text... Well, I don't even text Marco. I made a tweet, and then I replied to my tweet saying, Mark, I'm going to be late for the pod. I won't be there by seven. <laughs> Just contact me directly. <laughs> so this is now at 6.20 and I'm like, I've done a little bit of maths. Um, if we would, if I had kept that pace up, it would have taken me 112 minutes to get home. <laughs> but I was, I called it, I, I was like, this is going to take at least an hour. Yeah, and it definitely yeah. would have taken at least an hour yeah. from that six, uh, 6.20 um, you know, time step. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, there's got to be a better way. I'm going to bang a right right here. And I banged a right down Scotchman Street. Mm. And I was like, okay, cool. Okay, the creative juices are now flowing. Turns out there was a crash on St. George's Road, um, which was uh, causing the delays. And the bridge that goes to Clifton Hill Station from Russell Station, they're doing works on that. Uh, so the road underneath that is closed. Um, and I mean, like, fucking the way they designed Melbourne, it was like, all right, we'll just get bottlenecks into the north side <laughs> <laughs> and they can figure it out themselves. And I was like, cool, what do I do? Oh, I'll go down Heidelberg Road. And then everyone was turning left at that Jeffrey Street. Mm, yeah, sure. Yeah. I feel like I remember it being pointing it out because like, hey, it's Jeffrey Street. That's your oh, name. Yeah, and then okay. you might have been like, yeah, and it's even the right spelling. Or you might have said like, no, nah, but it's not the right spelling. Yeah, it was one of the two for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, okay, no, I'll keep going the next one down. And then I, I, I hooked the left uh, to go down Westgarth Street, where Westgarth Street starts or ends, mm. depending on your perspective mm. on that sort of thing. And then I was like, okay, cool. What do I do now? Bang the right down a side street. Uh, could have been McDonald. Bang the left onto Thompson Street. Bang the right onto Victoria Road. And what the fuck is yeah. the time? It's fucking 6.30. Shit. It took me 10 minutes God. to get to that point. And then an extra eight minutes to get home. I did an hour long trip in 18 minutes. That's honestly really impressive. And I, like, I felt I was high. That might be that might be regular traffic, you know, even yeah. when the road isn't closed. <laughs> All right, yeah, you got. I think you got to write this down. I think you got to share this with the people. Um, and yeah, factor in peak hour as well. Sign me up to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> uh, well. Very good work, Lucas. Uh, glad to know what you've been up to this week. <laughs> oh, what have I been up to this week? <laughs> Marco, what have you been up to this week? Hey, Marco, tell a bit about what you've been up to this week. <laughs> oh, so I got up this morning, got out of bed. <laughs> um, I, I feel like I should do this at the top of the show because I'm just assuming that 
more people listen to the first seven minutes of the podcast than the last seven minutes of the <laughs> podcast. Um, but I had a I had a little article up on the the deep two dot com this week uh, on behalf of the deep two. Really, is that easy? Um, <laughs> I know we rag on them. Uh, just a little, just a little, you know, a little look into how the Pels are going this season, but more more so. What will how how will they be ready when Zion returns? Mm. You know, like how is this roster going to gel with Zion? How are they going to play to his strengths and weaknesses? Um, I came to the conclusion that it's a pretty dog shit roster, <laughs> um, and since then uh, we've won three of our four games. Mm. Um, you know, and wins against pretty good opponents as well. I'd say the Jazz, the Clippers, the Washington Wizards. <laughs> say them all in the same breath. <laughs> See if anyone notices. Um, <laughs> and I think. Although I was hugely, hugely critical of our roster and our team in general, uh, I think a lot of what I said still stands. Mm. Um, and really, today was just like Jonas Valanciunas deciding to take more than two three-pointers and somehow managing to hit all of them. He was, <laughs> he was seven of seven in the first half, and then he, wow. and then he uh, took one and missed it in the, in the second. Um, so he was seven of eight from three? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And they were like... I, I just watched... I haven't had time to watch the full highlights, but I just watched um, all of his threes on the Pelicans' Instagram. Mm. Um, and <laughs> it was like... I feel like every three-point shot he usually takes is like him trailing or, or like yeah. popping out like right, you know, at point. But this was like he was actually seeking out the three-point line. Like right. he, he was shooting like, you know, like um, elbow-positioned elbow three-pointers. Mm. Um, I think he might have had one corner one even. Um, wow. and, and it wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, cool. I happened to be on the three point line. I'll take a shot. It was like, cool. I'm going to like move around until I get open on the three point line. And then I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to get the ball past me and drain the three pointer. Uh, Zubats was doing, uh, one of the worst jobs defending I've ever <laughs> seen. Um, so that definitely helped, but yeah, like, I feel like it, it wasn't really a true representation of how he usually takes three pointers, mm. which is good because I think his whole career, everyone's been like, yeah, this guy is a 40% three point shooter. It's like, yeah. Yeah. It's because he takes two like trailing or pick and pop threes a game. Mm. And this was like, no, I'm a good shooter. I'm actually going to seek out the shot. Mm. So in the absence of Zion, yes, I feel like Willie Green is going, cool. Let's actually use this guy who's shooting 59% from three yeah. a bit more. But hopefully that actually carries over and it's like, you know, when Zion's back, Valanciunas is like, okay, like, I'm going to get myself open. I'm going to, the gravity's all on Zion. Um, I'm going to find myself open for three, which I wasn't really convinced he'd actually be, be able to do until today. Yeah. And fuck, it could be a flash in the pan. He could go back to two attempts next game and he probably will. But yeah, it was nice. It was nice. I feel like the efficient three-point shooter doesn't really count if the f- if the three-point field goal percentage is higher than the total threes made in a season. Yeah. Like if he's a if he's a 59% three-point shooter yeah. but makes less than 59 threes and it's like that's kind of wasted talent. Yeah. But that is that is nice to hear like like almost was he like did it feel like he was taking it upon himself to to seek out those threes or was it like a pl- plays were being ran for him? I think it was a bit of both. Like there were plays being run for him and oh, there was just some really nice like uh, dribble handoff, screen, like reset, you know, yeah. just trying to get JV open um, with Devonte and Josh Hart at one point. Like just the three of them just like juggling positions until, <laughs> until he was open at the three. Um, and then I think after he hit like two, he was like, okay, cool. Now I'm like, I'm hot. I'm going to get, yeah. get open. And also like the Clippers defense had no idea. They weren't like, 
if they were switching on the pick and roll, the um, the guard was just giving JV so much space. Yeah, and it's like yeah, okay. If you're not if you're not going to get involved, like if you're not going to double the guy, then you can, you can't also stand five feet away from Jonas Valanciunas. Yeah, he's going to be able to shoot over you anyway. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I was definitely bad D, but he was definitely take like taking advantage of that. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that uh, something I'm kind of coming around to now is like. I'm not going to discredit Jonas Valanciunas for making a three. <laughs> like, yeah. If it's bad D, it's bad D, whatever. Yeah. He still made the shots. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how is Zubats looking offensively? Again, I only, I only watched the, oh, I only watched the JV, um, the JV three. So I didn't see, <laughs> I didn't see any of it. Any of the, the JV three players. tribute show. Yeah, I'll get back to you on that. I'll get back to you on that one next week. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I feel like Zubats is more of like a kind of um, opportunistic finisher mm. for the Clippers because yeah. like the Clippers do such a good job of making other teams shit themselves and then getting an open layup for Zubats yeah, yeah. and um, well, and then he's oh go he on. had four points on two of two shooting so Damn. <laughs> those, are the, those are the two opportunities <laughs> yeah. they created yeah. um, and I do like him as kind of as a rim protector but just as a rim presence yeah exactly more so yeah. Um, so if Valanciunas was able to kind of make that irrelevant mm. then that's five on four yeah, yeah um and to go back to the article amazing article oh, everyone thanks. go read it um yeah you there was some banging sentences <laughs> where it was just like there was no way you could have improved on them mm. like you you finished the article with the perfect sentence like like half of them were like you know tell the story drive the article and then half of them were just like bang 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 um and so i'm excited to read more of this oh, thanks man that's very sweet um, yeah, go check it out. We're not going to spoil anything. It's yeah. uh, thedeep2.com. Um, uh, oh, but you had a banging line that I should have included. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to explain it to the gallery? Yeah, you're talking about... Um, cool Breeze. Yeah, Cool Breeze. Uh, I can't remember what the context was exactly, but I'll, but yeah, you could have added um, the Cool Breeze that you feel uh, in a shotgun house. Cause in New Orleans, I have these shotgun houses, which are built really short and wide. Mm. And cause it gets hot there. I assume this is just me telling, <laughs> telling through what Jimmy and Andy told me that their experience in, uh, New Orleans. Um, and they just sit on the porch and just let the, let the breeze go mm. through their house at night to cool it down. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh, That'll be in my next Pelicans article. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to write about the Pelicans for a, for a couple of months. That was a, a bit of a depressing deep dive. Um, final thing, I didn't want to talk about them too much today, but like we beat the Clippers in a like fun fashion, so I feel like I have to. Um, final thing I wanted to say is Josh Hart today had fucking a hilarious stat line. It was like one of nine shooting, zero of five from three. He had two points, 12 rebounds, nine assists, two steals, and three turnovers. And he had a team high plus 28. Oh my God. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> and my first mind was like, damn, that's such a Draymond-esque stat line. Mm. And then I was like, when we see like a bad stat line, do we just think of Draymond? <laughs> like, Josh Hart, I mean, there are some similarities between Draymond Green and Josh Hart. Like they're both... In the NBA. Yeah. They, they can both defend... Um, they're both, you know, from okay to amazing playmakers. Mm. <laughs> That's probably about it. Um, but yeah, I feel like Draymond Green has just become the like the stand-in for like that person had a bad game, but they actually had an okay impact on on, yeah. on the result. Um, I do feel like it's. It's so unfair to him, though. Yeah, yeah that's what I mean. That's but, and also, what I mean. But no, I, 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 
I feel like um, kind of Josh Hart can get away with like the Draymond mm. comparison because because he does have like the the intangible stuff to his game, much like Lonzo as well. Yeah, I've been watching a little. I need to watch a couple of Bulls games. We're gonna do our like uh, ID each team next week. I give each team an identity next week, and I gotta watch another Bulls game. But in what I have seen, Lonzo's. Pro- I think I don't want to. I want to soft call this, so I'm not going to pencil it in. I know I'm not going to pen it in. I might pencil it in so I can rub it out later. <laughs> Lonzo Ball is the best passer in the league. Penciled in, not penned in. <laughs> mm. It doesn't reflect in the assists, but I think um, he creates so many opportunities for his team. And then also, I feel like his turnovers aren't super catastrophic for the Bulls. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think the thing with Lonzo is... I think he is genuinely one of the most selfless players in the league yeah. by like a long shot. Um, and I think now that he's kind of lost his fear of taking the three-point shot um, and he, he still has a little bit of that fear of attacking the rim. Mm. But I think it's less like, oh, this guy's just too scared to take the game into his own hands. Like, no, he actually just like wants the best shot on the mm. floor. Um, and I think, you know, like you look at... You look at Lamelo. You look at like Josh Giddy, and it's like fuck these kids. Just they're just making these flashy passes. Yeah, and it's like is that the best pass? Yeah, you know, is that the best pass you could have made in that moment? And yeah, it's sick. Like if you can pass like like that's awesome. Even LeBron is sometimes guilty of it. You know, mm. like kind of showing off his playmaking skills. And awesome. That's like what basketball is all about. Magic yeah. Magic Johnson. Like he was an entertainer. Mm. He was one of the best passes in the NBA, and he just used his talent to like. Fucking wow crowds. Yeah. Whereas I think Lonzo doesn't wow people with how good his passing is. Yeah. But it's so precise. Yeah. And it's always the right decision, I think. Yeah. Um, and to bring it back to the point I was trying to make, I was initially making, was that like, those are like high impact players. Yeah. Like, like, uh, like Denny has a couple of like, fucking, I don't even know what you'd call them. <laughs> they're, they're, like, there's, those are the Draymond likes, like uh, Josh Hart, Lonzo, I feel like Vanderbilt is becoming. That, I was about to say Vanderbilt, yeah, that sort yeah. of player. Um, but then there's the Denny games where it's like sick. Denny had six, four, and four, <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's like, wow, he did so much. But it's like, oh no, I'm just trying. I'm just trying. I'm just yeah. trying so hard. Yeah, that's interesting though, because you've always been so high on Denny, and yeah. I feel like until you, when you beat us this year, that was the first time I was like, oh wow, Denny had such a impact on his game yeah and that was the first game that he actually had like i'd seen him have like 10, 10 or more points yeah so it was like oh cool he did also have a statistical impact on yeah it, if that makes sense um but I, I get the point you're trying to make yeah 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 oh well do you want to drive the rest of this, com- this conversation <laughs> yeah well Spoiler alert, I, feel- I don't have any notes this week <laughs> <laughs> luke has texted me uh two words about this episode all week long the wolves. <laughs> I don't even know if we'll get to that. <laughs> hey, at what do Donye? Do you like hearing the down low on all your NBA and basketball content? Hey, at Will Conkin on Instagram and Twitter. Don't you mean the lowdown on NBA and basketball content? No, I mean the down low because that's our show. The down low, where we give you the lowdown on everything NBA. Check out the down low NBA on all your podcasting platforms like Spotify, Apple. Or even Google Podcasts. Google has podcasts? Yeah, I didn't even know that either. But now you know. So go and get it in your ears. 
Um, well, there's been a bit of news this week, and <laughs> usually we leave the news to our friends over the deep two. We, you know, we like the concepts and like the the um, philosophication. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, there's been some few happenings that I'd like to talk about this week. Uh, the first one uh, involves a pod favorite of your one of your former favorites. Uh, John Wall has met with um, uh, the Houston GM and coach about a possible return to the starting lineup. Mm. They're open to it. They want him coming off the bench behind Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green so that you know they can develop their young talent. Mm. And he just wants a starting role. Um, I, I, I'll let you open this one, but I just want to say first that I kind of feel bad for everyone in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> um, and is, does it, has it said that Wall is open to coming off the bench? No. He's he's not well, you know. I feel like that's something that could happen, but he wants a starting role. Like he's not happy. He wouldn't be happy with a, with a bench role. Yeah, but I feel like the whole reason we're in this situation is because it was like, oh, we'll just look for a trade. Yeah, both yeah. parties get on trade, but no trade is you know eventuating. So he wants to join a situation that they were happy with him. They were happy to pay him forty four million dollars yeah. to do nothing, and now he wants to be a starter. Yeah. <laughs> There's, 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 there's uh, not, a, not a lot of fluency going on there. There's not a lot of communication going on. Um, yeah, John, that's not going to happen. Uh, I think you should just definitely take the bench role. Like, for so many reasons. You don't deserve it to just come back in and get a starting role. You haven't, like, established, established yourself um, in Houston. At your prime in Washington, yeah, definitely would have been 28 teams... <clears throat> where you could go in and be like, I yeah. am gonna be the starting point guard. Yeah, yeah. Even if I miss half a season, you're gonna you're gonna make me the starting point guard as soon as I come back. But you're not in a position to bargain right now. And like Houston are definitely developing their young talent, not their Achilles kneeless 31 year old over the hill forty four million dollar point guard. Yeah. Shout out to Fox Sports. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I I just don't I I do feel bad. I feel a tiny bit bad for John in the sense that, like, I feel like his whole time in Washington, he was one of the guys, you know, like, like you're saying, there was no, there was no question that he was the starting point guard there. And then he has, he has, it's eventuated that he's been salary dumped. And I'm going to get to this um, in a bit that I don't really think Houston knew what the long-term plan was with John Wall yeah. when, the, when the Westbrook trade ha- happened. Maybe it didn't matter because, you know, West, getting Westbrook out of there was more important. Mm. Um, but yeah, you just got to ex- accept a reserve role in this situation. Yeah. And I don't think that's really anything to feel bad about either. Mm. Like, this, you, you know, this team isn't going to let you play as a starter in case you win too many games. <laughs> like, that's one part of it. Um, so why not just, like, play well in your 20 minutes off the bench? Yeah. And, you know, if you're playing too well, you're going to play 16 minutes. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, and then you drive your trade value up. Like, s- someone might actually be like, oh, cool, like... Let's make him. Let's make a move for this guy. I mean, look, look at how like big Derrick Rose's role is in New York, coming off the bench. Mm. Like you wouldn't, and you know that's a guy who's had like a similarly injury injury riddled career. Um, why wouldn't you sort of show what you can do in that situation? And then fuck, maybe a contender or pretender is like, yeah, cool. Like uh, we can, you know, we can throw a few picks and dump a few assets, um, mm. a dump a bit of salary onto Houston. And they'll have, you know, a few expiring contracts and they can, we can take that guy off their hands. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I feel like a bit of weird stuff's going on with Houston right now as well. Cause like a week and a half ago, they were like, we want to fire Steven Silas or like he's on yeah. the hot seat. Yeah. Um, so they, they, they want to win or what's the deal? 
I don't get it. And then, like, <laughs> now he's won... A Are couple- they three in a row now? Yeah, now he's won a couple of games and it's like... Is that what you wanted him to do, though? Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. Did you want him to win or did you want him to keep losing so you could fire him? Yeah. Like, is it, okay, this guy isn't going to sort of fit the blueprint for the future of our franchise or is it, um, no, we want to win games? Yeah. You know? Um, and I've definitely just followed him along in the box score because <clears throat> I'm not really going to watch any Houston games. Um, but every single game, they have like five guys in multi- in double digits. Mm. And I think you definitely equate that to good coaching. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the field goal attempt spread is is like a spread all throughout the team. Mm. Um, so that's a, that's another that's another couple of questions. To bring it back to the wall thing, wall, you're so far from the center of this team. Yeah. And the center of what they're trying to do. But then also, what is the people who are... Um, Telling Steven Silas, you're on the hot seat. What do you want from him? Yeah. Um, if you want to develop these young players, win, wins can't also be part of your priorities. Because mm, mm, uh, mm. today he got Kevin Porter Jr. 17 shot attempts. Um, oh, and um, there other, and uh, Jalen Green didn't play, but he's been getting his shots. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? A lot of this has to do with the insertion of Garrison Matthews. <laughs> yeah. He has been playing out yeah. of his skin. Yeah. Did I say the Pels should get him? You did, you did, you did. Three game win streak. <laughs> um, this is the other. This would be my counterpoint to that. Is despite being in like a rebuild, there's still a lot of talent on this Houston team. Mm. Like there's some really good young guys, and then like Christian Wood could fit in as the you know third, if not second guy on so many teams in the league. 24, 21, and three blocks a day. Yeah. <laughs> 21. <laughs> 21 boards. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, he's he's so good. And like that brief moment where him, Wall, and Harden... Well, him and yeah. Wall and Harden playing all at the same time. I don't time recall like the three games. of them. Yeah. I remember Harden and Wood had a ridiculous pick yeah. and roll. Yeah. Like, God, so, so good. Yeah. And they had the, was it, what, eight, two start and then... 30, 30 <laughs> losses in a row spitballing here. <laughs> <laughs> they won a lot of games with Harden. Yeah. But they were like 10 and 10 or something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 20 yeah, games yeah. into the season. Yeah, that's right. That's but right. I feel like, yeah, they missed a couple of Harden games. That's right. He came late mm. and out of shape. <laughs> <laughs> and then walked on and dropped 40 or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, but okay, this is, this, is, this is my main point. When, when the Rockets traded Russ for Wall, like what was the plan? Was it, mm. let's get rid of Russell Westbrook Take on a similarly sized contract, but maybe someone who's not going to like ruin our team if they're on the court, mm. and get a first round pick from it. Was that the whole plan, or was yeah. it, or was it like let's get John Wall next to James Harden and see if that makes him want to stay? Like, I just don't understand the long term plan with John Wall here. Yeah, like he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't actually a you know a player non grata at the beginning of last season. Mm. Uh, I feel like since you know, getting injured again and just showing that he's probably going to get injured over and over and over again yeah. until he leaves the league and also getting paid $44 million. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I feel like at the beginning of last season, it wasn't like, oh, cool. This is just like, this is just a salary dump. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I seriously don't know. Um, <laughs> it just feels like maybe they had this, like they, they, to rewind it back to the start of, Last season, the 2020-2021 season, mm. they had Wall, Harden, Wood, um, Eric Gordon is, is is still there. Poor but guy. yeah, they had 
they had them and then they also had a few young guys so maybe they were like okay we can branch out in either way yeah here. yeah and war might just be the last part of i feel like he's like a casualty yeah you know? yeah <laughs> like, yeah um uh which that's that might be coming right back to my original point that might be the only reason i feel bad for him is like mm. i think he actually didn't know what was going to happen here you know yeah and obviously when you're a player and you get traded like there is it is a modicum out of your control mm. but i feel like he genuinely didn't know that the franchise was going to go in this direction i disagree i don't feel bad for him because <laughs> i'm never going to feel bad for someone that's getting paid 44 yeah, million yeah, yeah. to not we know, work we know, we know, we know. <laughs> exactly exactly yeah to get to and you get to watch the houston rockets every night <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so how what, has he got two years left uh, I'm not sure. I, I, fo- I stopped following that contract as soon as it stopped being my problem. Those <laughs> <laughs> so should be burned into your brain. Oh you know? my God, no. Nah, that, that, that's fleeted. Um, another thing I want to... Let's, let's put Westbrook on the Rockets. Yeah. Like, let's say they never made that trade. What do they look like right now? Do you reckon they're better? Oh man, I think they've won more games. Yeah. Um, but I don't... Th- I just don't think there's any way they could have hung on to him. Yeah. And then drafted Jalen Green yeah. and like gotten Kevin Porter Jr. Like they've mm. obviously gone like, I mean, Kevin Porter Jr. How good is this guy going to be? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they've obviously gone, he can at least be like a same age or similar age, similar trajectory second fiddle to Jalen Green yeah. for the next X years <clears throat> until he's good enough to, you know, to be a guy we build a franchise around. Um, but yeah, like Russ just doesn't fit in there at all. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, maybe last season they just win more games and mm. they don't get the second pick. Yeah. <laughs> and they're in a completely different position then. Um, I, I actually, the answer came to me and I saw the answer last season was that none of the young players develop. Yeah. Denny has his rookie year and his second year. Yeah, true. <clears throat> um, and yeah, everyone else takes a step back and it's like, you know, greatest team I'd ever played with. But it's like, I don't know, Ennis Cantor said that. Mm. What do you, <laughs> how can I take anything he says seriously? Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Has Russ ever had a like really good relationship with a big? Like, Steven Adams. Yeah, that's the only one I can think of. Because like imagine like a good point guard in Christian Wood, that should be game over, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Chris, Christian Wood is the best. He's like the perfect role man. Yeah, um, definitely. In, in that he's so good like at the rim. He's a, he's a good defender and he can shoot threes. Yeah. Like, um, but I can't imagine him and Russell Westbrook playing well together. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, well, after this game, looking just at his stats, I really am excited for Christian Wood's future again. (laughs) (laughs) Because 24 months later, (laughs) I feel like, I feel like he gets on a contender. He would be such a problem. Oh, a hundred percent. Man. Or like, not the Spurs of today, but like, you know, whoever the next Spurs of 20, I want to say, I don't want to say like 2014 because... I would drop six points a game on that team. <laughs> um, like when they when when they won their last ring, yeah, ridiculous. Mm. Um, but let's say they're like the 2016-17 Spurs over the overperformers, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, I would love to see him on a team like that. Yeah. <clears throat> like, yeah, yeah, because he would just be such an issue. Um, and then in a, like a reduced role where he can just like finish five four lobs a game, drop a couple threes, mm. and then you know probably win. More than more than fifteen of the matchups, I'd mm, say. Yeah. Um, how much is he getting paid? Twenty million. Less than for six, uh, 16, 17? So like the thirteen. Sa- the same as Joe Harris. 
Wow. Now imagine oh. subbing out Joe Harris and subbing in Christian Wood. Putting Christian Wood into the Nicholas Claxton role. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He would be so fucking good. Yeah, he really would be. And Joe Harris is stinking it up from three, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not doing this to shit on Harris. I think like you can just get three point shooters for cheap. Like, yeah. um, like they showed by getting Patty Mills for $5 million. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I feel like that's like the one thing that Brooklyn is missing is like, just like a solid center on both ends of the court. And like mm. Christian was much more than that. <laughs> what about Wall and Wood for Harrison Kyrie? <laughs> God. Yeah, I mean, it works, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what does Wall do in Brooklyn though? No, th- I think that's what Houston get out of the deal. Yeah. Is they ship off John Wall. Yeah, but then they got Kyrie. Oh, no, but Kyrie can play there, can't he? He can, but, but also they've had the... They have the $40 million po- yeah, prime exactly. slash post-prime point guard on their roster. Yeah. And they've got, you know, Kevin Porter Jr. and uh, Green, Jalen Green to, yeah, to develop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, we can't... There's too many $40 million point guards in the league <laughs> that nobody wants. <laughs> uh, shit, I had another point I wanted to make. Uh, about the Nets side of things. Oh, yeah. What does that make, like, the Nets five? If they... Let's just swap... Wooden Harris, mm. um, so you'd have Patty Harden, KD Wood. Mm, true. Then it becomes. This then you is, want a shooter in that other. You would problem. love a Joe Harris. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is why Joe Harris is actually really well suited to that team because it allows KD to like slip to the four, where <clears> I think he's much better for the way Brooklyn play. Yeah. Um, you know, just having w- one quote unquote big. Um, yeah. Cause I don't, I don't want Christian Wood and Blake Griffin on the floor together. Mm. Um, <laughs> damn. Oh, uh, Joey hoops or beef jerky. Joe is shooting 46.6 from three to this season. <laughs> so not sticking it up. No, having a career year. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a lie. Third highest for his career. Wow. He has had some yeah, he's, stupid three point. He's really, season. he's a really stupid three point shooter. Last season. on 6.4 attempts. Fucking hell. That is crazy. Golly gosh. Imagine going to a game knowing you're going to shoot six and make three. (laughs) That's crazy. You know, love's just talking about the league, certain things like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, that that took a really interesting digression. Yeah, I like the way that went. I really, really like that. Um, uh, But uh, just for the record. Oh, no. Jonas's shooting is way down. (laughs) (laughs) He's down to 0.46. That's how wow. few threes he was shooting is that he was sitting at 0.59 like when I wrote the article a week ago. <laughs> the needle shifts so much with every make and miss. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Well, well, that says everything. That says exactly the point you're yeah, trying to make. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And like, dude, I'm happy with you shooting for 46% of yeah, three. That's but fine. don't let it get any lower. Yeah. Um, shall we move on to our next piece of news? Which was? I, well, this is the thing. I feel like I'm breaking news to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, DeMarcus Cousins, Boogie, has apparently, uh, or is set to sign a non-guaranteed deal with the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, as a little bit of coverage for, um, Brooke Lopez. Mm. Um, I think, uh, Coach Bud said he thinks Giannis and Portis are just shouldering too much of the big man load, because that's basically all they have in that position. Yeah. Um, and, you know, as nice as it would be to play Giannis, uh, 36 minutes at the five, like, Mm. uh, well, you can't, and there's better uses for him. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you th- What do you think about that deal? Oh, great idea! Great idea for the Bucks, <clears throat> definitely. 
Um, I feel like as as you know as post prime as Boogie is, he is loved playing. It looks mm. like he's wanted to be on the court since you know signing these like minimums yeah. or or mid levels for like the Warriors, the Lakers, the Clippers. He's really competed. I mean, he's fucking trash talking Chris Paul on his way out of the playoffs. <laughs> um, so I think I think that that sort of like competitor, and this is definitely. Like, kind of the non-basketball stuff that you do on a basketball court. Like, the stuff he brings to the game, I think will be handy. Like, fuck, he can get... Like, he's the type of guy who'll get dunked on. And, like, you know, get a flagrant. Um, And he'll take on... He'll take on the game. And I think that that to just, like... It's not really dirty work that he's doing, but he's kind of... He's kind of... He, I feel like he would fit the mold of a championship winning team. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, I like I like the idea of Boogie playing in the league again. And mm. I like the idea of him playing on the Bucks. I think he's like... Like, I think he'll, I think he'll fit the mold there. I don't love the fit, though. I think... Mm. And very immobile, you know, DeMarcus Cousins. You're bringing him in... You're really, you're bringing him so you have a little bit of room protection when Giannis is sitting. Because, yeah. like, Bobby Portis, you know... Ha- even if even if you think he's one of the best role players in the league, like he's not going to protect the rim for you. Um, and I mean, you know, Boogie was solid at that. I mean, all his, his real talents are on the offensive end, yeah. for sure. Like at his at his prime. Um, but like, I don't see him sort of post all these injuries really bringing that yeah. to the team. On the other hand, if you need like if you need a body on the floor and you can get Demarcus Cousins, mm. like do it. Yeah. <laughs> if you just need someone to fill. You know, fill in the the situational footage yeah. spot, and Demarcus Cousins is on the market. Do it. Um, and what is it like a what a four month apprenticeship? Yeah. <laughs> what? For, for Brooke, oh, yeah, that's yeah, what Bookie yeah, would yeah. be doing. Like yeah, yeah. he's not here to win them a playoff game. Yeah, yeah, he's here so Brook Lopez can come back and help win them a playoff game. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I think I was, so. It's non guaranteed. You have to guarantee contracts by Jan seventh. I don't know when Lopez Lopez is coming back. But maybe you guarantee it and you just let him ride along for the, for the chip, you know? Yeah. Like, if you don't need that roster spot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I feel like you can burn a roster spot on Boogie. Mm. He'll probably drop 20 points in a game. <laughs> no, he'll win a couple of like, regular season yeah, games from yeah, my field. Definitely. Just like go on a like, Jalil Okafor-esque eight-point run. Yeah. <laughs> just like four post-ups in a row. And it's like, oh, wait, fuck, there are still players that can do this stuff. <laughs> um, before when you said Bobby Porter's... Defending the ring, I legit can't imagine it. No, all I can no. imagine is him shooting a corner three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, I don't know, doing the butt bump someone after they hit a shot. <laughs> Intangibles guy. I don't know. <laughs> when I think about him, all I can think about is the eyes. Like I can't see any of the basketball. Oh my god! Or that meme, the the emoji when someone put the headband on that flushed and like wise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Eyes wide open emoji. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Squidward. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and I think genuinely Bud loves having like these kind of, like you say, what 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 word did you use to describe him that you kind of took back? Anyway. Was it like a <laughs> like, rude word? Like dogged, you know? They're like, like players who can play with some heart and soul for like five minutes. You know how he just throws on Thanasis for five minutes and it's oh, like, yeah. it's like, I don't know why you did that, but it kind of worked. Yeah. <laughs> like, he didn't make any too big errors, but he kind True. of he kind of ran around and bumped into people for, yeah. five, for five minutes. I can't remember the word I used. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, good. The listeners will Fugs. remember. <laughs> <laughs> we want to take that element out of the NBA. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's let's get a dress code. 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> took us 20 years to get Donald Sterling selling out of the league, but it took us one week to get a dress code. <laughs> <laughs> tell you oh my the, God. Oh, sorry. Tell you who the real thugs are. Those cats on Wall Street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't believe we haven't mentioned any of Jonas Valanciunas' nicknames on oh, shit. basketball reference. <laughs> uh, I also have his basketball reference up. Do you want to do the, the last one or the middle one? <laughs> and I'll do the other. You get to choose. Um, uh, all right. I'll, I'll open. So JV. No, no surprises there. Lithuanian lightning. Not too bad. <laughs> Big science. That is such a good nickname. I need to know where that comes from. Oh my God. Um, Heat Timberwolves. Oh, let's talk about this for a sec. Yeah. So Heat Timberwolves. Tell, tell us a bit about Heat Timberwolves. <laughs> Lead the question in, Graham. Um, Heat Timberwolves. This is how fucking... This is how a rivalry starts. You're not, don't throw on Cade versus Jalen Green. Like, on ESPN. Don't nationally televise that shit. I feel like I said this last week. Who knows? Who cares? Um, but Dwayne Dedman was coming down the lane, and the Heat commentators referred to him as... It was like, oh, there's a train coming down the lane, and he's the big choo-choo. <laughs> <laughs> Which commentary team was it? The Heat. The Heat commentators. One. Yeah. Oh, my fucking God. Unbelievable. Jesus Christ. Of all plays to... to Compared to a train as well. You're picking stringy Dwayne Dedman. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Big choo-choo. <laughs> it's already on basketball reference. <laughs> um, I'm currently on the Toronto, Rap- uh, Toronto Raptors Reddit post from seven years ago. No answer why it's called Big Science. I think, it, you know, again, yeah, this is it. It's the fucking, it's the Homer commentators just being like, I'm yeah. going to call this guy this now. <laughs> yeah. And that's that. Um, someone suggested it might be because he kind of looks like Krieger from Archer. <laughs> but that's like the biggest that's like stretchier than JV is <laughs> um. <laughs> nice thedeepchew.com is your one stop shop for everything NBA related want weekly in-depth articles tackling some of the NBA's biggest issues and juiciest storylines we've got you covered want a podcast that brings a fresh perspective to the league's current events we've got you covered we're like the ringer only less problematic so for anything and everything NBA head to thedeep2.com and yes it really is that simple shall we move on to our final piece of news uh, is this also something I haven't heard of yeah yeah I think so true um, so uh, Tom Thibodeau coach of the New York Knicks if you haven't heard of him uh, he's a bit of a weird looking guy actually <laughs> Am I trying to buy time here? <laughs> um, in an interview with the reporters uh, on Monday night, uh, like whatever, before their most recent game, uh, he said he's going to be removing Kemba Walker entirely from the rotation. For oh the, my for the God. Knicks. So uh, not just benching him, but just moving him from the rotation altogether. He thinks that, yeah, he can't play, he can't play D-Rose quickly, Burks, you know, at the same time as he plays Kemba. Um, Kemba started all 18 games that he's played for them this season. Uh, he's got like all round career lows, uh, 12 yeah. points, two rebounds, three assists. He's only playing 24 minutes of light night. He's actually shooting above 40% from three on five attempts a game, but wow, you nice. know, whatever. Um, so it's obvious that a, he's not playing very well and B, he is not very fit. Mm. Like he hasn't come back from this injury very well. And I yeah. think C that Thibodeau just wants someone he can you know, start the first quarter with and then he wants to put Derek Rose on for as long as yeah. he possibly can. <laughs> um, and yeah, what do you think? That's kind of... Uh, he's getting some like IT treatment. Yeah. They gave up on me. <laughs> Crocodile tears. Shut up. Um, 
with Kemba, I, f- I was watching Kyle Korver talk about when he got coached by Tom Thibodeau, uh, and he was like, he Tom Thibodeau wouldn't say his name because he was that bad at defending. Oh my God. Um, and I feel like kind of the same thing might also be the case with Kemba. It was like, you know, say he's a bad defender without saying he's a bad defender type, <laughs> type thing by Tibbs. And like, I feel like he was never... I feel like you couldn't really judge him as a defender in Charlotte because yeah. he's just like, hey, please drop 60 points and we'll maybe lose by 20. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he, like, he had to carry that load. And then also... Uh, and then, yeah, post-injuries, you're always going to be a couple steps slow and you're probably going to want to, you know, use that. You're going to, you're going to try and maximize your offensive skill set Cause that's the player you were. Yeah. Um, and you know, you know, take like the half rests on D. Um, so I just feel like that also doesn't fit with New York. Mm. Uh, I think it's the right decision. Definitely. Yeah. Actually. I think yeah. it's, I think that those other backcourt guys are so, you just equate them to this part of New York, mm, like mm. the Knicks, like Alec Burks. That just makes sense. That feels like a 28-minute guy for the Knicks. Yeah. Quickly, that's a 24-minute guy for these Knicks. Rose, that's a 32-minute guy for these Knicks. Um, Fournier, was Fournier one of the backcourt guys? Yeah, true. Yeah, RJ Barrett. Like, yeah. these are guys that you equate. And like, yeah, Kemba, Kemba although is shooting over 40% from three, I just feel like Fournier is so knocked down and so mm. clutch. And like, he's so... He's so... There's like that gallow about him this season, which is like, fuck, man, you're, you're going to shoot it just above your defender's fingertips and it's probably going to go in. <laughs> um, yeah, and on that point about D, I can't, I can't find it for the life of me, but it's something like the Knicks have the 27th worst... Uh, sorry, the third worst. <laughs> the third worst um, D with Kemba on the floor and the best D with him off it. Wow. <laughs> so I think, he, yeah, he's just not in that mold. And I mm. think this is one of those teams where it's like, you know, it's not like you just assemble a bunch of talent and Thibodeau like, you know, shapes it, shapes the game plan. It's yeah. like he likes certain types of players. And if you don't fit that type of player, yeah. you're not going to work out here. Um, and it's, and it's not because Kemba's small or anything, because they got a bunch of guys like that. Yeah. I think it, I think it is just like, maybe because he isn't quite fit, he's not, fast enough to stay in front of his defender you don't need to be a great defender to play on Thibodeau's Knicks I think but mm. I think like you need to you need to fit his mold enough to do what he says yeah um, or you yeah you're not going to be able to keep up the game plan and like I was I am sad and I am sad for him because he's only on like 8.5 million yeah <laughs> you know yeah. like this is his this is his hangover from his like way too big contract that yeah. he didn't really live up to mm. um, so like yeah uh, you couldn't even trade him to Houston for John Wall. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, I feel like Tibbs would weirdly like Wall. You think so? Yeah. I think that there's something about the, like, Burks, Quickly, Fournier, and Rose, is they've got this aggressiveness yeah, to them. Yeah. Whereas Kemba's a bit more like, let the game come to me. Mm. And it's like, he's not KD, let the game come to me. He's like, I feel like Tibbs wouldn't settle for anything less than KD. Let the game come to me. <laughs> like if you aren't going to be the greatest scorer of all time, yeah. then take, yeah, yeah, you have yeah. to take the game yeah, off. Yeah, 100%. Junk it up. That's it. That's it. Kemba doesn't have that like junk it up to his mm. offensive game as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like every time D-Rose comes on the floor, he just like throws himself head first <laughs> into what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and um, I think it's almost like Kemba's too good of a three-point shooter to be like a point, <laughs> point guard for Tibbs. Like he's 
too looking for that, um, you know, that open shot or that pull up or whatever. Mm. Um, rather than Tibbs just loves that guy who penetrates and just sends the opposition's D into yeah. the fucking shambles. Derek Rose, like <laughs> <laughs> it's always been him. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think I think because like the Knicks have been so up and down this season as well, and they haven't. I haven't enjoyed watching them like I did last season. Mm. Been getting more of that yeah. that Tibbs ball sort of thing where I'm like, oh god, like you're eking out a win, but it wasn't it wasn't pretty. Yeah. Um, whereas last year it was like, wow, this D is like fucking suffocating, and Julius Randle is just controlling the entire opposition. I haven't yeah. I haven't had that this season. So yeah, hopefully taking him out of the rotation. And yeah, let's be honest, like if you're already on, you know, eight point five a year at this stage in your career, like there's not much left. You know? Yeah. There's a there's there's a few more minimum contracts after this. Yeah. And it's no big loss for New York either. Yeah. Yeah. So who starts for the Knicks at point and then also where does Kemba go? Um so Burks is going to start I think, at point. Yeah, at point. Oh wow! Um, I, I think never he's. Would have expected that. Well, did they did they play Brooklyn today or is that tomorrow? Um, Unsure. That's what Tibbs said. I, Tibbs, I think, basically called the press conference to say this. Wow. Yeah, they're playing Brooklyn tomorrow, and Burks will start at point. Um, and, oh, I've got to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, like I don't know. What, I don't really know. It's so. It's like. You know, this is a few hours old. I don't know where yeah. Kemba really goes from here, and but it doesn't sound like there's really a route back into the team for him. Yeah, either like that role, that sort of explosive role off the bench is already taken up by like two or three other guys. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Yeah. Where do you where where would you like to see Kemba? Where do you think he could be of some value? I feel like the Mavs, the Mavs, oh, um, yeah. always were always popping up for Kemba. And it was like, we could have this great thing with Kemba, Luca, and Porzingis. Mm. And now it's kind of like, probably we can have this great thing with Kemba coming off the bench. Mm. Um, and... Then, like, Jalen Brunson... Exactly Jalen what I was Brunson just thinking. Is like, he's like the same problem in New York, where it's like, he's a guy who takes the game on. Yeah. <laughs> like, he would be great in New York. Yeah, he would be so good in yeah. New York. Um, like, he's the same... And that's why he works sort of like alongside Luca. is it's like, all right... Mm. Shots aren't landing for Luca. Like he's not getting, you know, he's not attracting the double teams or mm. I don't know, doing his stupid magic. Um, yeah, get a guy who's just going to run headfirst into the opposition. Yeah, Kemba doesn't strike me as that sort of player. Mm. You, f- I feel as though you're happy when Jalen Brunson's missing a shot. Whereas yeah. with Kemba, it was like, I know we had six seconds on the shot clock, but you didn't really put them in a compromising situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You tried yeah. to like get to a spot. Yeah. Um, yeah, point guard jobs just fucking. Locked up in the league as yeah. well. Like I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want Kemba. What about a? Yeah, no, I wouldn't either. I've seen a bunch of Pelicans trades on a fan spode yeah. subreddit already. So. Yeah, this is the Devonte Graham, Thomas Sederanti backcourt that <laughs> yeah. doesn't want Kemba. Um. Oh my god, I don't want to talk about the Pelicans, but another good <laughs> thing: Nikhil Alexander Walker coming off the bench. Great oh idea. Oh my god, such a good idea. <laughs> Fucking hell, we've been saying it. Is that since Elvin came? Um, Elvin. Oh my god, that's the Kings. <laughs> that was the Kings. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> my bad. <laughs> no, they've been starting Devontae and Josh Hart, mm. and then uh, Ingram, Jones, Valanciunas. Herb Jones, fucking amazing player. Mm. Um, and yeah, Nikel Alexander Walker is just actually hitting his shots when he's coming off the bench because yeah. it's like, yeah, cool, put him in against the second unit, and you know he can actually get open and <laughs> hit thirty-two percent of them. 
Swishout came out with a video this last week talking about D'Angelo Russell mm. and that he needs to accept a role coming off the bench. Swishout, you got to come on the pod. I've been saying <laughs> this. I've been saying this. And I, you know, oh, yeah, obviously I feel like I said this when we were like sharing resources. I was like, watch this guy Swishout. Yeah. He, um, yeah, he just like, he, he, he does these little like eight minute dives and he just like looks at the league so differently and he's mm. like, yeah, I'm wrong. Like sometimes he'll be like, yeah, I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, good. It's like he has an idea and he's like, cool, I'm just going to explore this to its like furthest extent, yeah. even if I'm not entirely sure if it's right or not. Yeah. Which I, that's that's how you should act about sports. Yeah. You shouldn't be like, oh, I don't know. Oh, am yeah. I going to be wise? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, say your piece when you have it, you know? <laughs> um, and it's different. That's definitely another yeah, thing. His yeah. videos are so different mm. and it's refreshing. Yeah. Um, what do you think about... Kemba on the Nuggets just while they're just fuck, fucked with injuries. True, true. I think that's... I feel like he could kind of... That's... Yeah, I like that. <clears throat> I like that as like a... Just run him as Jamal Murray. Yeah. Um, And, you know, that might equate to like 12 points a game. Because... Uh, what have they got as their point guard rotation now? Like Monty Morris off the bench is like same deal as Jalen Brunson. Yeah. Like you want him coming off the bench, yeah. I feel. Yeah, well, he's starting... Yeah, so that just doesn't seem right. No, though. no, I feel like you could, I feel like you could kind of get away with like what, Kemba, Aaron Gordon, Will Barton, Jokic, yeah, and fucking, God, whoever the else is on that team, <laughs> whoever else is healthy on that team. <laughs> Sean, you're listening. <laughs> Bones Highland, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, I yeah, I feel like Denver's a good fit actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can see, I can already see Kemba on those like. Backdoor cuts, Jokic yeah. throwing them on over the top. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, obviously you can see that. It's the whole offense. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jeff. Yeah, I guess Jeff Green's starting for the True. Now. Far out. I mean, I like, like, I like that, but I like Jeff Green, but he needs to be the fourth best guy on the court, yeah. not the best guy on the court. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Well, that was my last piece of news. Any any closing thoughts? Any any uh. Any titillating tidbits you'd like to share with our audience before we sayonara? <laughs> Nothing has come up during the recording and I did have no notes coming into it. Incredibly, we're at 52 minutes. So oh, nice. That's, I feel like this was perfect pace and length for a podcast where uh, you had two words of preparation. So <laughs> bravo to you, sir. We started with the Wolves and we finished with 52 minutes of content. Ah, <laughs> um, oh, but I feel like... Uh, so... This Thursday will be coming out that night because Sean's a fucking I don't know he doesn't respect the he doesn't respect the schedule he doesn't respect the grind. Uh, we're going to be recording a four man weave for the deep two. Um, it will be about uh, principally fucking man. I'm having like a complete mental blank here. Oh, the most watchable teams in the NBA. We're gonna oh, right. we're gonna we're gonna nut out who we think you know whether they're winning games or losing games or whatever who are the teams who are actually enjoyable to watch play basketball this season true how are we going to make that interesting (laughs) (laughs) we'll find a way we'll find a way um cool yeah 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 that's coming out thursday night or friday morning um and then next week we're going to be doing our our good old 20 ish games into the season (laughs) contenders pretenders uh rebuilding and what's the other one limbo limbo and there was one more Contenders, pretenders, limbo, rebuilding. Yeah, that's what I said. Was there not one more? Mm. Mm. We'll have to get back to you on that. <laughs> <laughs> Tune next week to find out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, listen, read my article on thedeep2.com. Listen to the Deep 2 on uh, Friday morning, probably. And we'll see you next week. Bye.
Hey, thanks for listening to another episode of the JVG NBA Tribute Show, hosted by Marco Holden-Jeffrey and Lucas Petridis. Our theme song is written and performed by Pascal Ducasse, with production by Mock B. Follow us on Instagram at JVG NBA Tribute Show and on Twitter at JVG NBA for more NBA content. The JVG NBA Tribute Show. New episodes every Wednesday at 7am. 